This is Anya, the toxic one. I'm Aisha, the one who can do no wrong. And I'm Hillary, the one who always wants her way. Join us every week as we discuss the growing pains of exploring our 20s and finding our womanhood. We hope to provide a space free of judgment to share our stories and experiences with our listeners in hopes that you can learn from us. Trust and believe that we don't have it all figured out. But we hope that as we talk, cry, and laugh through our growing pains together, that we'll figure it out. In due time. Hey, hoes, hey. 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 <laughs> How are y'all? How y'all been? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. I'm doing I didn't do anything good. special these past few weeks. I had a very You did something weekend. special today. Right. <laughs> I mean, I went to brunch. It's not all that special, but... And was fine as hell, too. Thanks. Right. Where did you go? <laughs> go check her out on Instagram. <laughs> I went to... Me and a girlfriend went to Hall's Chop House. Oh, um, fancy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I... Black girls living like... in luxury. <laughs> I haven't dressed up and, like, done my makeup or anything in a long time. So it felt good to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I know, me either. I literally be on the phone with my boyfriend like, my birthday is in six weeks. He's like, okay. I'm like, that's literally the only thing I got to look forward to. Like, if I don't keep telling myself that, I might just look into some type of depression. Like, my birthday is the only thing I have going for myself right now. That's not true. Uh, Whatever. You you just started a new job. Well, I started a new job in June. I just moved to the office. Oh, you did? Yeah, I've been working with the team since June. I just I'm finally going to the office. But even with that, like, honestly, the I'm not going to say it's like a transition because I'm used to it by now. But it's fall here. So, like, seasonal depression is, like, creeping up on me. Like, it's cold. Oh, yeah. How cold is it up there? I mean, it's a true fall. So, it'll be, like, 55 in the morning. And it'll get to, like, 72. And then it'll fall back down to, like, 50s or 60s at night. So, it's, like, nice weather. It's not unbearable. It's mm-hmm. just, it's the transition because I'm not used to, like, a true fall. Like, yeah. back in Texas, it's 90 degrees throughout the day. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's still hot here. It's cooling down in the mornings. It'll be, like, in the 60s in the mornings, but it's still hot in the day. Yeah. But to go off what you said, Aisha, um, earlier, the birthday has been, like, consuming my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be over with like at this point it's like everywhere I go I was in grocery shopping today I'm like oh we can get this we can get this I gotta right. take pictures yeah. to send to Hillary and Asia so that nah but I, I do got some. I, I got us a, a very cheap way to feed people on Thursday we'll talk about that later but <laughs> oh my god I can't wait to hear this <laughs> but yeah the birthday is the only thing i've been looking forward to as well i just got my dress today uh it came in i wasn't expecting it but i'm, what I'm pleased i am pleased it is like a green so i thought the green would look really nice with like the brown red hair that i'm going mm-hmm. with yeah that's gonna look good yeah so I was like, ooh, I'm, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to get my hair done. Be quiet. <laughs> you spent it oh, yeah, I to you Yeah. I forgot to tell you, I'm getting my hair cut and dyed on Saturday. Really? Cut how? What color? Yeah. It, snuck, it snuck up on me because I made the appointment when I was in South Carolina. And then I moved. And then now Wait, it's what color Saturday. are you dyeing it? Um, I made the appointment for a balayage, so we'll see. How I'm are not you cutting it, cutting it, or it's just like a trim? I want it cut in like long layers. Okay. You ain't waste no time finding a hairstylist. I was about to say that was no, quick. I do need a hair. <laughs> yeah, I do need a haircut. Um, like desperately need a haircut. 
And then y'all know I've been wanting to dye my hair for a while. So mm-hmm. when I you gonna permit? <laughs> Girl, well, if I die, I can't permit. So that's yeah. Sucks. But I mean, if you she can, tell me, can, but. Yeah, I'm just not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Die fried and laid to the side? <laughs> Girl, that's how I'm trying to be. That's how I'm trying to be. Oh my so, gosh. We'll see when Saturday gets here. I'm just going to go them. I kind of have ideas of what I want, but then again, I don't want to overthink it because I am cutting my hair. Because I've been growing my hair out for like the past six years. So. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of growing out of that stage of like always trying to see how long my hair is and length checks and this and that and stuff. So yeah. I'm just a fresh start, you know. It's gonna look really good on fall. you. Yeah, going into the fall, new season, new hair, new city. So we'll new, Asia. We'll new Asia. New <laughs> Asia. Right, listeners. Well, you know what time it is. Go ahead and get you a wine glass and pour yourself a glass of wine for unwind <laughs> time. <laughs> so, what you drinking today, ladies? I'm drinking a sweet Riesling from. I was telling y'all earlier about how the laws in Pennsylvania you can't buy wine at like the grocery store. So here, I've heard them called like state stores so i went to the state store and got a bottle of this the brand is pacific rim and it's pretty good it's really sweet though so if you don't like sweet wines i do not recommend this but i love sweet wines so send me a picture really good um well i am drinking this so I will be drinking a little bit of both two wines. I have this red sangria that I uh, bought from Target by the California Roots brand. Y'all know I love me a cheap brand. But this <laughs> bottle um, that I'm currently fin- finishing is a Cabernet. And I said that I was going to start trying different wines for the listeners because I'm always drinking a bottle of Cabernet. But I went... Um, to this pizza and wine place uh, with some classmates a couple weeks ago. And basically, um, my institution, our graduate school association, gives us money for events. And nobody showed up to this event. So we all like got to spend the rest of the budget and got our own bottle of wine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's really nice. So this one is De Martino Estate. Um and it is a wine of chili. So, you know, it's pretty good. But I'm finishing it up. So that's why I bought another bottle so that I could get <laughs> get lit on the pot with y'all. <laughs> um, I'm with Asia. I really like sweet wines. And today I'm drinking a Moscato sweet wine. Um, not anything special. 7%. Got it from a friend. This wine you can actually only get on base. Um, which is weird, but it's just a sweet wine. Hmm. Um, it's a white wine. And I asked y'all in the group the other day to give me a <laughs> wine, but nobody responded to me because I want to um, try different stuff too. And I've had this wine like multiple times, but next, next week I'm going to be on like a new wine. Finally. Yeah. Um, there's this one brand that I, we can both try that I wanted to try called the collection. Everybody know the McBride sisters, the Black Girl Magic, which mm-hmm. I still haven't had, so I might go ahead and buy that for next. Oh week, yeah, I haven't had it. Either. That one's there's good. one. I've had that one. But yeah, there's this one called the Collection at Target that you can you can try next time. But you know what else I want to try? What? Um, what's it called? That one with Snoop Dogg on it. Oh yeah, it's like 19 crumbs or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've had I know what you're talking about. He has, I think, his face is on like a red one, and then he has like a rose, like a a rose that's sweet, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I've had those. the red one. It's pretty good, but I didn't have the rose yet. So those are some ideas. 
right. Well, what is today's topic? <laughs> this is this one is that we have one. all discussed. <laughs> yeah, this one is funny. Separately, but um, this this one's going to be funny. So today's topic is, <laughs> are you posting your man on IG or no? <laughs> Big no. <laughs> the new me okay. is big no is my answer. The old me is yes, but the new me is no. <laughs> it is. It what's her what's her name? Oh, what's her name? Oh, oh what's my name? Aisha came to her senses, boy. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it just depends on like. Should we the should day. we tell them the story, Anya? The mood I'm in. <laughs> nah, her her boyfriend might get mad. We ain't gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I gotta deal with consequences after this podcast. Y'all don't. He's not even gonna so, listen. So. You right? That's he, the, he, he, he probably not. Know. He probably not. <laughs> uh, He's not yeah. gonna listen. For me. I'm leaning towards no, but I'm going to say, depending on how locked in you is with that man, he can go on the story. <laughs> he can go on the story. Yeah, definitely put, the story. I'll I put don't his mind shoes on the story. I'll put his hand on the story. I'm putting nobody, <laughs> no face, no case. It could be like. Yeah. I mean, I've posted my boyfriend on my story plenty of times, but I don't really post him too much. I mean, granted, both of us, me and the most interesting people on the planet. So I really ain't nothing to post. Aisha, you're very interesting. Give yourself some but, pretty, girl. I mean, if we having like a cute date night or, you know, chilling and watching a movie, got something going on that's like post worthy, I'll post it. But as far as like a full post post, I don't I don't know about that. I have yeah, to no, be no in it for like page. I I told myself, I was like, I ain't posting no man until after the wedding, <laughs> ain't that what you said? <laughs> did? I like until the engagement. I'm gonna do yeah. exactly like you said. Did oh, look I didn't even know she had pictures. a man. <laughs> right? I didn't even know she had a man. And then tried to act like it wasn't her in the photo. <laughs> right. <laughs> At first, I didn't know it was legit because she was talking about. She was joking and saying it was like a photo shoot for Vogue or something. She said, yeah. and I believed it. <laughs> But Me people too. was like, no, she really got married. I was like, what? She really got married. That's crazy. That's yeah. what I'm going to be. like, oh, thank you, Vogue, for a future for <laughs> me. This is cool. <laughs> no, I get a Vogue did not take no pictures of me. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I don't think I don't think I can ever suffer through posting my men on my IG. Actual grid, like the grid. No. Can't I'm do not it. doing that again. I'm not. Mm-mm. He gonna he gonna have to have married me because no. Men but one time I did. I kept up this one picture of me and one of my exes one time because um, somebody told me he just looked like a prop in my picture anyway. So I did. I left it up. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I was shining, you know. So I left it up there. I said, "Dang, that's a good picture of me." <laughs> it does suck when like you got there's this really really good picture of me, but my ex is in it, and I wanted to keep it up so bad because I looked so good. But I was like, "Dang, I really got to take this it. picture now." Yeah, girl, you can crop it and repost it. I could. That's a little extra, though. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) It's okay. I got cropped that picture of me because the thing was, we was real separated in the picture. Like, he was on one side, I was on the other. So I was like, oh, I'm going to just crop this. (laughs) Yeah, it's enough. But yeah, ladies. But why why we feel like we can't post our men, though? Men are embarrassing. Um, loving are. a man is embarrassing. Right, being <laughs> love is embarrassing. Having loving a crush is embarrassing. Is exactly, like, no. it's just so <laughs> humiliating. It's I don't cringe. Want any parts <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know. Take I me just, out. I feel like people always got stuff to say too about your relationship. I don't know. I just I want my relationship to be private, like private, private. My next one, I think. I don't really want nobody to know about it. Except my friends, my family. Yeah, I, don't I, know. Think- I feel like if I'm really, really happy though, I'm gonna go I won't want to scream it from the mountaintop. 
But then you That's can't true. even do that. But you can't so even sh- do it because men are embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But does social media like validate your happiness? I mean, you can still be happy and not have to post it, you know? Yeah, it's not about it validating it though, but like if I'm opposed to everything else, like why not? Like you know what I'm saying? I'm a, if I'm, a, yeah. it's not even posting it just because. But I, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to feel like I need to go out of my way to not post you. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> how how yeah, because... do y'all feel about him posting you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think really it depends because, like, in my situation. I woke up one morning and I was posted, <laughs> but it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't a big deal because our circles are so different that yeah, like yeah. I was the only person that saw it. It ain't like you know we get on and like my mama saw it, my grandma saw it, and nothing yeah. like that. Like that makes it so I wasn't really too. tripping. I was just like, oh wow, didn't expect that. But I mean, he posted like he posted it with his whole chest, so it, I couldn't even say nothing like. <laughs> Yeah, because then if I say something, it's not like then I didn't get my consent or anything. So I think it depends on like, like you were saying, if if he's not really in my circle, like if he's someone that no one knows, I don't think I would care. You know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel like that makes it a lot. I used to feel that way. I used to not ever want to date anybody at Clemson for that reason. Just you want to just be, be like, with someone that's got like no nobody you know knows him, yeah. Just because then different. you get the naysayers, the everybody always has something to say. Yeah. somebody in your business, like yeah, yeah. That's one thing I do like is that I feel like I have more control over what I let people see in my relationship because. I mean, I have friends and stuff who follow him, but that's because, you know, I've, like, shared y'all's profiles with each other. But Mm -hmm. I feel like can't nobody really go and, like, look, look and, like, be nosy. Like, you have to have, like, a lot of time on your hands (laughs) if you try to, like, if you try to go, like, be nosy. Because I only share what I want people to see about my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. I I agree with everything y'all said. I don't know. I guess we we gonna see when um in a couple years down the road when I get a man. <laughs> 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 if my if my views change, because I'm I'm my goal is to uh be single whew, for the next year. So we'll see. That's well, not hard. I do, do it with you, Anya. It ain't hard, but it ain't easy. I guess coming from me is not hard, but I guess for y'all it might be hard. But I'm what's like that, a year What's that by. supposed to mean? <laughs> but now that we're older, the roles are reversed. Like our lives are different. I guess. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, for Anya, it really might be hard because Anya. <laughs> I don't mean no offense, but I ain't had a different man for all the years I've known her. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do that. I had a man for like three years, the same man. Don't even do that, Anya. You <laughs> had like not- the same one man, but you had men in rotation <laughs> behind the man. <laughs> I still have men out. in rotation, though. I no, still could have a couple of them in rotation. Yeah, I don't know. So I ain't I, nothing wrong with a rotation. I am 100% team get a rotation. Especially <laughs> it's fall, y'all. So it's time to get your your lead together for real. It's time <laughs> yeah. to line I don't, up. I don't, I don't even want to be bothered with a man. I, I do about, not like men. I was just about to say, I don't even want like... I don't even want like a boo right now. I don't want nothing. Yeah. I just want to be left be alone. Hard. I really want to be left five. alone. This gonna be a starting five. It's gonna be this a time of winter year. for me because I, I ain't got to start in one. Ain't one that's starting right now. <laughs> you don't need. Yeah, one. No, I, okay. We have each other. We have each other. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. But yeah, no, like men repulse me. <laughs> 
They're disgusting. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Dang, the men watching this probably like, damn, what the hell we do? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what happened to her? Ladies, for our discussion topic for today, we have decided to bring to the table, you know, talking about some of the struggles that we face as a young black woman. And so to start off this discussion, my first question for you is, what was your experience as a black woman at APWI? Mm-mm-mm. I will start, say... Right? As far as my, so I was a bio major and I was like, there weren't really many black women in my class. Like you could count the black people in your class, especially women on one hand. So that's one thing I particularly remember for sure. Um, I have a story. I'm pretty sure I told you guys a story before. If I haven't, then shame on me. My first experience at Clemson, um, with mm, I'm gonna say racism because I believe it's backed by racism a racist view um was so I met this girl both we were both from Cincinnati she uh was a white female and uh she went to an all-girls private school and I went to Winton Woods High School um in Forest Park a suburb of Ohio, I mean, of Cincinnati. And um, it's, I would say that Winton Woods was, um, it wasn't like the rich, it was a public school and it was full of people that look like me. Let's just say that, like full of minorities, basically. Um didn't always have the best resources at the school. It wasn't the worst of the worst, but it wasn't the best of the best. And um, so when I met her mother, her mother asked me, she said, oh, you're from Cincinnati. I was like, yeah. And she was like, what school did you go to? And I said, Winton Woods. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Like she looked at me, was like, oh my gosh, how did you get into Clemson? And I remember, like, I didn't even know what to say. She didn't say that, though, did she? No, she did. That's exactly what she said. She said, how did you get into (laughs) Clemson? Yeah, that's exactly what she said. You definitely didn't tell us this story. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the... And I remember just being like, I didn't even know how to answer it. It was like, I think I ended up just like, laughing it off but it was one of those like awkward giggles like yeah (laughs) like you know like because i didn't know how to respond to that that was my first time ever encountering something like that wait so why where were you this was like orientation or something yeah this was at where you take clemson orientation sheesh damn i'm sorry you had to go through that your first time yeah at clemson I know. I was so excited. Imagine, like, being excited to, like, yeah. you know, start college. You just go on to, like, orientation was, like, excitement, full of excitement. Right. And yeah. you just need somebody that kind of is, like, And then that kind of makes you feel like you don't belong or something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Damn. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I had something similar happen to me, but it wasn't about the high school I went to. I told, um, and it wasn't, like, college um like orientation i was actually like a junior in college and i was talking to this lady about my sat scores and i didn't do good on the sat and i did like okay on the act i think i got like a 20 and she was like oh and you got into clemson i was like yeah like and? These people are bold. But I guess, oh my like, gosh. I, yeah, I guess she was just surprised that my scores were so low and I still got into, like, a good school, which, I mean, that's, like, I mean, that's a legit thing because you know how, like, they put so much pressure on you in high school to, like, do good on SAT, ACT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's where she was coming from. But, yeah, it was still rude. 
Because one score or like your high school or just like, you know, simple stuff like that doesn't dictate, you know, how good of a student you are. So, yeah, that was my one little experience. It didn't like rub me the wrong way or anything, but it was still a rude comment. I don't think yeah, I, I, I was taken back. <laughs> I don't think I've had an experience like that before. Thankfully, because, wow. Yeah. Well, our freshman year, though, it was a lot going on in Clemson. Like, you know, we had the, yeah. the um, sit-in. Wasn't the psych sit-in our freshman year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... That was crazy. To give the listeners some some background, so um, Clemson, like many other schools, um, built on a plantation. So we had um, a plantation home, correct? That's Fort. Mm-hmm. What was it? Fort. I can't remember. Fort Hill. Fort Hill. Fort Hill yeah. Yeah. Um, was a memorials like a. It was a, a house, a plantation home on our campus that um, just to signify black history. Um, and there was a sign um, in front, like outside of it that was like African. It said something like African-American history and somebody decided to hang bananas from it. And uh, so some really great people. Um within the Black Clemson community organized a site, a site, a psych sit-in, um, psych sit-in, which it was a, what was psychs? Uh, it was like the administration. A building. Building, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, administration it's an administrative building, building. Mm-hmm. Um, on Clemson's campus. And we, we did a sit-in there and legit people would spend the night out there. Some students got arrested. They actually went inside the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got arrested, so we ended up sitting outside. Um, but yeah, that was our freshman year, and that was really I, my first my first experience of like protesting and um, and stuff like that. Like that was my first experience with that. I remember I went out there one day. <clears throat> I didn't. I wasn't one of the people who like slept out there or anything, but I did go out there one day and there was a um a like a truck with a with a group of white people and they like rode by and honked and said the n-word and I was just like so taken back. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like I really go to school yeah. here. This is crazy." It was insane. like yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Some of the things, and then all the time. Oh, like, didn't we? Do you remember the KKK posters that were being yeah. posted around campus? And then didn't like. I mean, I think students are still trying to do this now, but trying to get the name of Tillman Hall changed because wasn't he like a slave owner or mm-hmm. something? So yeah, yeah, horrible man. Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is, it was we named it Tillman Hall. Even though, for why, I don't know. It used to be named Old Main, and then they changed the name to Tillman Hall for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Because why would you want a building named after that man? But whatever. Going to school in rural South Carolina was yeah. an experience. Yeah, it was different. That's <laughs> definitely not something you can prepare for or anything. Because obviously, you don't learn that at orientation or when you go tour. You don't learn any of that stuff you just kind of experience it through time of being a student but do you guys feel like it kind of like opened your eyes a little bit like was it were you taking because you guys were raised in South Carolina right Mm -hmm. so was there was it like anything surprising about it to you no not for me because like I grew up like my hometown is literally only like hour 15 minutes from campus so I was still like in the same area and so I was still I grew up around well I didn't grow up not I don't want to say that but like I went to school with people who had that same upbringing that same mindset um that small town you know Republican you know mindset and so I was aware of it and I was used to it I think the thing that 
kind of stuck with me that I struggled with was like, why did I choose to go to school here? Because you would think that like I would have chose to like separate myself from that. But then I ended up just going <laughs> one hour up the road. And it's like, why am I choosing to spend my time here? Like, why did I bring myself here? And then I just look back and like, I did choose Clemson for a reason. So I don't regret it. But sometimes I really did question myself. Like, did I make the right decision? Or like, maybe I should have went to HBCU and like, I think about that stuff all like the time. that. But yeah. And. I definitely, you know, hate that I missed out on the experience, but I don't regret going to Clemson at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock for me um, because I hadn't really been exposed to like so many white people before. Like I said, (laughs) I um, I went to a school that was full of like brown people. And that was my norm. And it wasn't that, like, I didn't know racism didn't exist, but I didn't have to experience it. I was safe in my setting. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, So experiencing it at Clemson, I was kind of like, whoa. I I don't know if it really had, like, I don't know the effect that it really had on me. If I had to, like, think about it, um, I, I think it almost became a norm for everybody. Like, we we just learned to live with it. Like, you know? Yeah, it wasn't because you know you hear stuff like that and you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I mean, yeah, we would be, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, we need to do, say something to administration, but you often get ignored by administration. If I'm being all the way honest, and it's just something that we all just kind of live with. And we having the community was, I think, all the difference. Like a lot of people, I would say, like I hear some people who hated Clemson, and I can I can't say that I regretted going or. Um, anything like I had a, I think I had a great experience at Clemson was it necessarily the Clemson family experience that they pushed on you no but I had a family at Clemson like <laughs> it yeah. may not have been this whole united family but I had a family at Clemson and black I enjoyed Clemson. my experience it definitely yeah. is like a divide like there's Clemson and then there's like black Clemson but um I would say, like, I, I'm i used to being around white people because, like, um, I went to school with, like, a lot of white people and a lot of my friends were white. But I think the one thing that was a shock for me going to Clemson was how, like, obviously, like, I knew people were racist. But a lot of times people are, like, closet racist. But going to Clemson, people were so outward with it and, like, direct with it. And I was like, dang, like. People are just racist and they're like loud and proud. Like people Open, would drive around with like Confederate flags on their truck and like it would like that type of stuff was like a culture shock. Not necessarily being around like white people, but just like the outward racism was crazy to me. Y'all yeah. and it was crazy because Donald Trump got elected while we were in college at Clemson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember being nervous and like about what the next day would bring. Mm-hmm. I remember like it just feeling gloom like over the entire. No, we were. Never mind. But yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, that yeah. was. That was. Sometimes I do think one. like, how different would my life be if I went to an HBCU? I think about that like all the time. Like, should I have gone to HBCU? I might have found my husband because he was not there. He was not at Clemson. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you thought he was. Girl, no, because he wasn't even at Clemson. <laughs> he went yeah. there. He wasn't there when I was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so now that leaving from like a college setting and, you know, we're all... Me and Hillary are still in school, but I would say we're still in a more professional setting. Like, you know, we are becoming professionals Mm -hmm. and we're in graduate school. So it's definitely a different dynamic. But how do you um, manage being a black woman in your professional life and in a professional setting? Like, I guess I would say 
what are some things that you know have become like norm for you like mm-hmm. code switching would be one of them for me like <laughs> oh yeah yeah definitely code switching i would say i don't know if this necessarily ties to being a black woman but um my accent I've been kind of like self-conscious about because I work with people out first of all I work with no one from South Carolina I work with no one from the south so just being you know aware of what I say and like trying not to say y'all and stuff like that (laughs) um I try not to like drag out my words at the end and make sure that I end my sentences and I sound confident and sharp and stuff like that so and also, I'm all my whole career. I've always been the only black person. Um, well, no, my first year there was another black girl on my team, so I'll take that back. So I kind of missed that. Um, and then COVID, so I've been remote for a year and a half. But now I'm working with more minorities. Um, that's good. Oh, so yeah, my team now is more. Um, I'm a black woman. There's two Hispanic ladies and a white male. So we have a very diverse team right now. And I'm enjoying that a lot. So, yeah, I've had a good experience. Yeah, I've had a good experience as late. So I can't complain too much. We'll see how things go after this um, program is over. I think I will say I think it's. Oh, go ahead, Hillary. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say for me, I feel like I have to be like the best of the best and always on Ooh. like always. How do I put this? So I'm I'm president of an organization that I'm in. And each month we have um, a monthly meeting. And as the president, like I lead the meetings and it's not just students in the organization. There's um, our professors are in the, some of our professors are in the organization. My dean and my associate dean is in the organization as well, and they're all white. And yeah, and I just feel like like literally a week and a half, two and a half weeks. It's not even it's not even that deep of a of a meeting. It's just a one hour meeting during lunch during the lunch hour from twelve to one. But I feel like a week, two weeks before, I have to prepare. I have to make sure like. All my T's are crossed. All my eyes are dotted. Like, I have to be perfect every little thing I do. I just feel like being up at the front as a black woman, like, I feel like I'm expected to not do as well. So that's why I feel like I have to show and just come, like, on 10. And that's real. it's, like, really stressful. And it sucks that I have to feel that way. But I just feel like we have to be so much better than average. I don't know. That's how I feel anyways. I completely agree with you. I think besides from code switching, because I, I actually kind of struggle with it, because if I start to get a little comfortable, I, I, I can tell that my like tone, my like the way I pronunciate, it kind of changes. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. I, if I get too comfortable, I'll get the and I'll be like, yeah. Ooh, hold on, hold on. That that, and then you think you be like, oh my gosh, did I did I just say that? Did I? I yeah. Should, I, oh my, like you, like then you be in your head and you be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Am I being a little too black at this moment? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think some. <laughs> but I think one of the biggest struggles that I've been facing heavily recently is imposter syndrome. Mm. Like just feeling like I don't belong in this area. I am not adequate. (laughs) I am not competent. I could like, and I've, it's crazy the amount of people that I've like met that have been going through that. Like post graduating, like, not really feeling like you know you they they belong in the space that yeah probably because they're so hard see to deal people with people like them in the air in that area it's not you know because you're getting your phd so i know it's not a yeah. lot and then it goes it goes back to what you said as well it's like you have to be so much better and like you fear making a mistake or you fear not knowing something mm-hmm. whereas it's like if I don't know these things or if I make a mistake, I'm going to come off incompetent. I'm going to I like and then they're going to be like, how did she get here? Like, you know, so yeah. it's really hard dealing with that because 
it's like you feel the extra pressure of being black in that setting um and not only that being a black woman like women already like they don't pay pay us no attention that's something else i experienced at clemson which i should i felt like working in group settings like if we ever had to work i felt like i was especially in kim lab kim lab it was like <laughs> i could say something and they would be like it, it would go over their head and they'd be like oh so i'd be like i just said that <laughs> so, yeah that would just piss like, me off that would really piss me off <laughs> so it would be it, it's one of those things where it's like you really um you really feel like you you could be you could be out the door the next day if you're not on your p's and q's have y'all seen that thing it's this video. I can't remember what interview it's from, but it's on Twitter. And um, it's a black lady and she's talking to a white woman and she says, you can be average and get like all these accolades. But like as black women, we have to be top tier and above average to get half of like what white people get. And I was like, that's very true. Like oh, we yeah, have to be crazy. so far above and beyond just to get half of what like a white woman would get we get definitely the terrible end of the stick for sure yeah like yeah. we got the yeah. most disrespected woman in the world well in america is the black woman the most disrespected yeah, and I was person like, I didn't. is the black woman yes disrespected person but so are you ever conscious of your hair yes. um <laughs> in, in your professional setting all the time all the time yes and no i think i think one thing i'm starting to realize is that like my job really does not care like as long as i get the work done they really don't care what i come in there looking like (laughs) like like, they really don't care the thing that gets me is that i put a lot of pressure on myself about how my hair should look like my job, I don't care if I got a sleek bag, if I'm wearing a fro, you know, whatever kind of style, straight hair, whatever. Yeah, like I've worn my hair every style that I could. Um, I've worn a fro, twist style, slick bag. Yeah, they don't really care. But it's me because I'm always putting pressure on myself like, oh, how am I wearing my hair this week? What I'm going to do this week? What I'm going to do that week? You know, and... I think, you know, we were having that conversation earlier about me getting my hair done. Like, that's really one thing that I'm just tired of is, like, always wondering how I'm going to do my hair. How I'm going to do my hair. And so, yeah, but... And being natural makes it all... Yeah, and being natural makes it ten times worse. So, I do think I'm grateful for, you know, my employer and that they don't really care how I wear my hair. Um... And I, I mean, I do understand that not every woman and not every black woman has that, you know, luxury. Um, I think it's definitely gotten better over the years. And I've been seeing a lot of more black women embracing their hair and embracing their natural hair and braids and twists and all this kind of stuff in the workplace. And so... I'm glad to see that more, but I would just wish that I would stop putting so much pressure on myself when it comes to my hair because it's just bringing unnecessary stress to my life right now. I think about my hair. But I've been wearing a headband wig, and this headband wig is God's best creation. Because <laughs> I just let that thing on the go. I put y'all hoes on to the headband wigs. <laughs> I put y'all Girl, on. Girl, vibe. I, I did. Was, I was searching the headband wigs before you even got <laughs> one of them. Right, whatever. I knew what they were. I was just like, I just never had one, but the one I have now, love it. I got it off Amazon. Can't tell me nothing. I will That's say, my I think, hair. As I, soon as I, I think about on. my, I think about my hair a lot when I um like if I have an interview for something. I don't think about it oh, as yeah. much yeah. if I'm like already employed because like they're not gonna fire me because of my hair. At least I would hope a job wouldn't do that. But when I'm like interviewing for something, I'm always like, okay, well not 
not as much now since I have like a my hair is permed and I have a cut but like when I was natural I would always be like should I wear my hair in a fro should I have braids if my hair is in braids should I pull the braids back should I straighten my hair should I do my edges like just like all that I would think about that all the time like what do they want to see I don't want to be too black for them (laughs) like you know like yeah so that's when I would think about my hair a lot I um I definitely struggle with interviews too, and I I've seen people talking about this on social media this weekend. Like the being natural isn't as easy as like people try to make it seem, and then it's not. Sometimes I do wish I would just pull back that flat iron and and just get to straighten this hair again. Sometimes because it is a lot of maintenance, and then I like. I never wanted to show up in my hair, not be be a little too poofy or a little too crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can say that, I mean, I can understand because I know that a lot of people with like the 4C texture feel like their their texture isn't like ex- as accepted as other textures are. And so I can say like, I, I understand that and that, that I might not struggle with that aspect of like and still being able to wear my hair out or whatever and not feel so conscious about it but I still get um I get a little conscious if it's like a little too poofy because I feel like as black women we've always been taught that our hair needs to be tamed like you know yeah it's just like I don't want to be too black and it's like what is too black or like why do I feel that way and it's crazy because um, I feel like a lot of older people kind of internalize that. Because my mom sometimes will be like, you need to do something to your head. Like, <laughs> you can't go in there looking like that. <laughs> yeah. And and so I think it's like something that's been internalized over the years. But it's so sick. Like, sometimes I feel like I can't even wear braids. Like, I hate getting braids and going into the office and somebody and being like, I remember one time somebody asked me, like, oh, my gosh, is that your hair? Like, no, like, stop asking me dumb questions. You know, this is my hair. <laughs> I hate like, going into work with the new hairstyle. That's them be the worst days. <laughs> oh, my God. I really do want to work. Like, or being oh told, you always look so different. Like, no, I don't. I just got new hair. Like, and those, <laughs> those comments are, like, low-key, like, rude as hell like when they be like oh you it's have a new a, hairstyle it's every week or every yeah very it's, it's like they try to say it nice but it's like you hockey being rude <laughs> it's like sorry <laughs> that i have versatility with my hair and y'all have the same mm-hmm. style every day <laughs> that's right. one thing i miss that's one thing i miss about going back into the office like about working from home i didn't have to worry about that like I didn't have to, like, I could just wear my hair whenever. If I had a new hairstyle, I had a new hairstyle. But, like, my coworkers wouldn't know because I'm not seeing y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that because, like I told you, I'm going to get my hair done on Saturday. So, we'll see how that next week go with my coworkers. But I also work with more women. So, I don't think they really don't. I don't know. They're not really giving me that vibe right now. Like, I feel like I can walk in a new hairstyle and they'll just be like, oh, I like your hair. Thank you. And How old are they? <laughs> well, my boss, I don't know. She got to be in her 30s, but, like, she's pregnant with twins, so she really ain't worried about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just needs to go home. <laughs> and then um, there's another girl on my team. She probably, like, 27, 28. Sure Are they white or black? They're Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like cultured uh, people from different cultures kind of like leave black women alone for the most part. It'd be the, <laughs> <laughs> the white woman always got something to say about your hair. I'd be like, leave me alone. I don't want you to bring any attention to my hair. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing when they bring attention to it and they be all loud and then everybody start looking. Everybody ask, it's just like, bro, <laughs> bro. Can I touch it? No, don't touch no. my hair, bro. <laughs> How did they do it? How did you get it like that? <laughs> it's funny because like, girl, white women, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> they really don't be knowing. I remember one time I 
this was in like undergrad. <laughs> I had box braids. And this girl I worked with thought it was like my actual hair. Like my hair was braided that long. I was like, girl, come on. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I guess I can't be mad. She don't know. She don't know. But oh, but that stuff so is crazy. Or like when they'd be like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Like, I remember one time I twist, I was twisting somebody's hair. This white girl looked at me and she was like, how do you do that? I'm like, you see me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you literally take two strands and you twist them. I be, I be playing, I be like, I'm black. That's how. <laughs> I came out the womb knowing how to twist hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I, I do feel like you at least like at some point every black girl knows how to plait and how to twist we might not know how to all i my my black card might be a little revolt because i can't cornrow but i, I know either. how to plait and twist <laughs> i'm so mad i don't know how to cornrow i wish my mom would have taught me because all my sisters know how because they would do my hair growing up but you know i was i ain't have nobody here to do because i was the youngest so i don't know how to do it i don't know how to corn or yeah i don't know how to cornrow i wish i did I really wish I did. I'm going to learn so I can get these braid down poppings for these, <laughs> for these wigs. For your wigs. <laughs> on. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. And as always, we hope that you took something from this and related it, and related to it in some way. We hope that you all have a great week. Um, and remember that no matter how long you, lonely you get, there's always a white person minding your business somewhere <laughs> out there. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is Anya about to say, bro? I hate you so much. <laughs> because you, you, was, <laughs> you were so serious. I was like, what I is she about to say? I had I had to throw that in there because that's my favorite TikTok. <laughs> but to be serious, but to be serious, y'all have oh. a great week, <laughs> and we'll we'll tune in with y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.